Hey everybody, God bless you. This is Pastor Jay Keaton. Thank you for joining in with me on this podcast. I'm going to be continuing on with spiritual warfare, but I just want to say, man, isn't it good to be saved? If you know Jesus Christ out there and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm saying. It is fantastic to be saved. I'm telling you. And God has given me a message for you. It is something that when every true preacher, and when I say true, what I mean is every God-called man of God, when God gives you a message, oh, it's the most wonderful thing, and you can't wait to bring it to life, to give birth to it. It's just a message that God gives me that I have to give to you. I'm going to be continuing on with spiritual warfare uh, and and your mind being the playground of the devil. I've preached on that topic before, the mind of man and it being the playground of the devil. And there is absolutely utter truth in that. Because the scripture says, as a man thinks, so is he. And so if Satan can involve himself in your thought life, like we've talked about before, man, he can wreak a lot of havoc. I want to read to you some scripture here as we get going. And this is in Romans chapter 7, verses 18 through 20. Now, this is in the NLT, because when you read it in the King James Version, it just kind of seems to go in a roundabout circle in the old Elizabethan language, and it's very difficult to understand. But the NLT kind of unpacks this in a very understandable way, and yet keeps the meaning extremely accurate. And it says this, it says, And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, he says, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Rome. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. I'm going to read that again to you. Listen very closely to this, because this is the essence of the war that's going on within Paul, within you, within me. It's never changed. Satan's tactics on humans hasn't changed. It's all warfare. He talks about what's going on in him. You see, you can't address God with your flesh. And yet there are churches out there who want to try to include the flesh on your God experience, but the flesh is everything that's fallen. But what's going on with you and God and with the warfare is internal. Now, there's things on the outside that the flesh will experience that will hurt or wound the inner man. But listen, it's all about what's going on inside you. Listen to this and what he says again. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, he says, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyway. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us wisdom as we walk through the word together. Give us unveiled knowledge, spiritual insight to the word, to ourselves. Help us, Lord God, to see ourselves in the mirror that the word produces, God, when we hear the word 
Lord, let it show us ourselves so that we can make adjustments, so that we can surrender to Christ. And God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to ask you a question. Who are you? I mean, the real you. Do you know what I'm saying? The person that I really want to talk to, the real you, the you that's inside of you, that portion of your soul, your spirit. I don't want to talk to the you that you put makeup on this morning to take the work that you present to the world. All right. I don't want that you. I don't want the, the illegitimate you, the, the you that you paint up to make look good. The outward you, the word, the, the you that you present to the wor- world that, that you want them to see of you. No, listen, I want to speak directly to you. You, the inward you. And would you please transfer this message to that portion of you? I don't want you to hear it with your ears only on the outward side. I want you to hear it with your spiritual ears. The scripture says, if he who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. There's a part of you, not the fleshly you, the inward you that I want to speak to today that the word of God wants to penetrate, wants to get involved with, wants to change, wants to talk to you and deal with you in that place. So please listen with your spiritual ears. The devil absolutely loves to play mind games with people. It's that it's 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 the place that it's in all of us where our thought life lives. It's the place brothers and sisters where all your secret sins are kept. Where the things that are most confidential to you are kept. The mind of man is similar to a vault that is highly protected and secured to where only you have access to that. That's the part of you I'm talking about. The inward you, the soulful you, you see. Some things uh, in this walled-off, vaulted area of your life, if it was exposed, might scare you to death. This is where the devil, whether you know it or not, has complete access to you. This is a very important thing to know if you're a Christian. It's it's the fact that Satan can influence the way you think. He has access to that most inner part of you. He can see this place where you hide these things. And he can plant seeds of thought that are fertilized by things like lust, desire, covetousness, jealousy, anger, rage, pride, and the like. These all make the thought life of a man Satan's main access to you. That's one step past your flesh going inside of you, the person who you really are. You're not the outward you. Even though most people in this world pay attention to the outward man, that's not the real you. The real you operates that portion of you. It's just a body that you have that the soul and the spirit operates within, you see. We have to guard the way we think and be able to identify the things that the devil inserts in our minds, in our soul, in our spirit. 
We have to be spiritually minded enough, Holy Spirit sensitive enough to see and identify evil as it tries to inundate your life. So let's take a little bit deeper look into ourselves and let's just try to try to uh, put this into a reality situation, if you will. Let's just say you've been struggling with the things of your past. This happens to a lot of people. Things that God has delivered you from. You have these strange compulsions to once again dive back into what you were saved from. Everything you see in your day-to-day life seems to be something that reminds you of the fun you used to have in that particular sin that you used to commit that you were involved in. Satan has planted the seeds of lust in your mind and your heart, and you begin to respond to it because you don't even notice that this is from the devil. He's playing in your mind. But his presence is absent from your knowing. He's there. He's present. He's doing this. But you don't understand how he works. And so therefore, you think that this place that's locked up in the corridors of the darkest place of your soul that no one else has access to, brother, he's got the key. I had a Christian man tell me this. He said, you know, I used to love to drink beer and get drunk. And he goes, and when I got saved, I quit. But I remember this one time it was so hot outside and it just seemed like nothing would satisfy my thirst except for a nice cold beer. He said, I could, I could just remember those really hot days and how satisfying it was when I was able to get me an ice cold beer and drink it and how 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 gratifying it was to be able to drink that and he goes wouldn't you know it he goes I was out at work one day and I was working outside and here comes a guy uh, from down the street he comes up for a visit and 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 out of nowhere he opens his cooler and says how would you like to have a nice cold beer he said and I took it He then goes on to justify what he had done by saying, you know, I think it's okay for me to drink. It just, it feels okay. Brother, that's warfare. It first entered into his mind. His thought life began to be to be drawn to it, to be fixated on it. And then the next thing you know, it was presented to him. Just like the fall in the Garden of Eden when Satan produced the idea which produced the lust and the desire which produced the action which which executed the fall of man. Others caught in spiritual warfare's web of deception and mind games, totally try to justify their sins. Instead of identifying these satanic things, instead of doing that, they just justify their partaking in it. I had a woman many years ago come to me and ask me if it was okay with... uh, 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 if it was okay if she was having an affair with a man and his wife, I was flabbergasted at this. Can you believe that? I began to show her the scriptures concerning adultery and sexual wickedness, and I told her how terribly taken by the devil she had become, and instead of fixing the problem, she went on with her sin and backslid terribly. She loved the the gratification that it brought to her lustful, fallen nature, Loved it more than loved being right with God. 
Another I remember involved demonic seduction. There was a family that had many issues with their children being demonized. For those of you who think Satan can't infiltrate your children, let me tell you, you got another thing coming. You're obviously not familiar with the Holy Scripture because on many occasions we see children possessed and demonized by the devil himself. In one instance, I was involved in uh, a child was seeing demons and shadowy figures on her walls that was terrorizing her in the night and in her bedroom and she began to hear voices within her head. She began to hear these dark voices telling her evil things. This has been many, many years ago. Upon investigating this, I found that the parents loved to play with Ouija boards. They, they loved to watch horror films. They performed seances with their children in an attempt to talk to the dead. All this they, they, they said they would do just to have spooky kind of fun with their children. But unbeknownst to them, they were inviting the devil into their children's lives and into their home. And into them, he came. And they began to reach out to me. Because they had, literally, their lives were falling apart. After the child hadn't slept in days and days, I went to the home. She looked as if she was absolutely possessed. Her eyes were very dark. She looked like the embodiment of evil. It appeared as if Satan had total control over this child. I admonished the parents and I told them to remove all these evil things that they were using that were actually occultic practices that are very, very real, folks. These things are real. I led them to Jesus Christ and prayed throughout their house and God removed the demonic spirit, the spirits and she recovered. But you have to understand there is no spooky fun. And when you partake in witchcraft and evil things, folks, you're inviting the devil in. You have to stop it. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you to stop it. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you, meaning you being God. In order to survive this kind of mental warfare, you have to trust completely the Lord Jesus Christ with your soul's salvation. You, you have to absolutely abhor that which is evil and cling to that which is good, Romans 12, 9. You have to let go of it or you give Satan access. Understand that God is stronger than evil. Evil appears to be overwhelming, but God is greater. The soul in the Greek language is called psyche. It is where we get the word psychology from. It is the place in, uh, in you where you hold your memories, uh, your emotions, your tragedies, your feelings, positive and negatives. Everything we feel is housed here. Stress, happiness, joy, love, etc., it's all housed in the soul. Understand, you are spirit. You live in a body, but friend, listen to me. You are spirit. The condition of your spiritual nature controls what you do with your body. The real you is the spirit that brings life to your body. It's what Satan is after. It's what Jesus is after. One wants to destroy you. The other wants to deliver you. 
We are so far from true understanding. And brothers and sisters, it's not preached much in today's churches. We think that the only life we have, the real us, is this flesh and blood and tissue, and that is an absolute fallacy. Most don't even understand what they really are. Surely the Holy Spirit right now is giving you an unveiling of truth as I speak this word in the name of Jesus. Your body is not the real you. It's going to die. The real you is within the body. The spirit, that, that's the real you. It just has the ability to work these outward fleshly parts to make it do what it wants it to do. If your spirit nature is fallen and it's never been redeemed, you will, your outward body will do evil. You will drink. You will smoke. You will commit adultery. You will fornicate. You will, you will be angry. You will be jealous. You'll be covetous. You'll be, you'll have rage. All those things are problems of the inward man that's displayed in the outward world. Do you see? It's just how it works. If you can picture this in your mind's eye, listen to me. There are three beings standing next to each other and you're in the middle. The two beings, one on your left and one on your right, turn and they face you. You're still in the middle. One pulls one way and the other pulls opposite way. You are being pulled in both directions. One is Satan. And he's constantly reminding you of your past, of your failures, what someone said about you, telling you you're a failure, telling you, telling you and trying to convince you to give up because the Bible says in Romans 7.25, it is the mind. Listen to me. Read it. It's the mind where we serve the Lord. It's trying its best to influence the choices you make day to day to keep you at odds with God. It gets into confrontations instead of forgiving. And it says, cuss them out and tell them off and get angry. On the other hand, on the other side is the Holy Spirit pulling at you, telling you to ask God for forgiveness, telling you to repent, telling you to love God and read the scripture, reminding you that you have been forgiven as far as the east is from the west, telling you to remember that God loves you beyond human measure, telling you there is a mansion in heaven, heaven waiting for you, a life beyond human knowing, telling you heaven is yours, but hell was made for the devil and his angels. Don't go there there and you're in the middle you're in the middle telling you to look at jesus on the cross and the great love that he has for you that he spread his arms that wide saying i love you this much you're in the middle you're in the middle loving one way over the other either loving the fleshly worldly satisfaction you get from the lust of this world and the gratification evil brings you or you're desiring to be saved. Seeing evil for what it is and seeing that there is no life in only momentary gratification and that it will leave you in eternal hell fire. Oh my goodness, people, listen, choose life. The Bible says to flee sin and expose it for what it is. Understand this, that whatever you let your body partake in, it will affect your soul. You have to know that if you give in to the devil, it splashes your soul with spiritual filth that only the blood of Jesus can clean. This war is for the control of your mind, your soul. This war that goes on within you 
It's that war that keeps you up at night, that keeps you in a state of unrest where you will experience conviction of sins committed uh, in a past full of evil. It's where adversity lives, pain lives, hatred lives, struggle lives. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit needs to be united within you. Your soul must have the candle of the Lord in it that lights up the corridors of all of your being, exposing evil and showing it to you when it tries to appear in your life. You have to have God consciousness in your life. It comes by being redeemed and being saved. Listen to this. I want to bring you a truth before we stop. You all know that God is a triune spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three, the Trinity makes one. People have asked me about that. The best way I can describe it to you is look at a, an egg. An egg has a shell, a white, and a yolk, but it represents one egg. And they all three features have a distinct uh, 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 usefulness within that being. God is the same. But because we're made in the image and likeness of God, listen to me, God kept that consistency in the creation of man. And we are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Isn't that amazing? The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit made us the same way, body, soul, and spirit. The body is where we have worldly consciousness. It experiences touch, hot, cold, rain, snow. It has feelings related to its interaction with the world. When we die, we lose worldly consciousness. It don't matter if we're in the freezer or in the oven. It's over. My soul gives me self-consciousness. It's the you. It, it, it is you where you are at. That's the true you, you see. This, this is the place that has to be redeemed. It can be fallen or it can be redeemed, but it's where the struggles live within you. It's the real you. My spirit gives me God consciousness. The Bible says we must worship God in spirit and in truth. And as I said before, the scriptures talk to the spirit of you having an ear to hear. Jesus said in the book of Revelations, he said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. And so this triune God created us a triune being, so to speak, body, soul, and spirit. And your spirit has spirit consciousness. It is the part of you that engages God. And it talks to your soul and begs it to be redeemed. God touches your spirit. Your spirit relinquishes information that your soul needs to cling to. Within you, you're going to make the decision today, brothers and sisters, to either chase after Jesus Christ and to forsake the ways of the world. Or you're going to listen in your mind, that's the playground of the devil, to go after fleshly things, worldly things, things that will bring you a temporary gratification, but will leave you with a destiny with hellfire. Choose life. Choose Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person listening to this podcast,
For it is from you, Lord God, it is your word, it is not of man, but it is, it is from heaven to us, God, a gift of bread of life. So feed your people, Lord, we pray, God. And if there's one out there that needs to be delivered from whatever it is going on in their life, Lord, I'm asking in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm lifting up my hands to you right now and praying for their deliverance, that, Lord, you would speak it to them, that if it's a marriage problem, Lord God, an anger problem, a jealousy problem, Lord, whatever it is, a drinking problem, a drug problem, whatever, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for their deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen.